it's invaluable information. If you do not have the correct surface feet per minute that you're using when you're cutting that metal, you're gonna either destroy your metal, go extremely slow, or destroy the tool. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metalworking Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. We are coming to you from the Windy City, and this is the podcast to equip manufacturing leaders. How are you doing, Jim? I am well. Thank you, Jason. Great. How about yourself, man? I'm doing great. Yeah, absolutely. We're happy to have all of our listeners here with us today. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about SFPM. What does that stand for? <laughs> so this episode is what we're going to call our machine shop fundamentals, number one, which is how to figure out surface feet per minute. Yes. Lesson numero uno. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you some questions, Jim. Some of these questions are going to be because I really don't know. That's some okay. of these questions are going to be just questions. I, I might you know, know the answers too. I've but I'm been just in the shop my whole life. Yeah, so I'm going to ask them anyway. I, I really think that what we're going to be discussing is a fundamental skill that any machinist in this industry should know. And it's really basic. But I really think that it's something that we need to share with our listeners. And uh, it may not interest everybody, but I just want some of the novice listeners to know all about this. Yeah, and maybe there's some listeners that work for a machining company, but maybe they're not working on the shop floor on a daily basis. And this is going to be some very good information for them. I know that you deal with, you know, doing machining calculations on a daily basis. My application engineers deal with machining calculations on a daily basis. So I think these are going to be some good reviews. Yeah. I thought you said you were going to share with our listeners a, oh, little, yeah, bit yeah, of, yeah. a, little, a little bit of a teaser <laughs> yeah, about, yeah. about this summer. I almost forgot. Very okay, exciting. So this is really exciting. So the week of July 20th, we don't want to let out a date quite yet, and we're not going to give too many details, but the week of July 20th, uh, Jim and I are gonna, actually going to be taking Making Chips on the road. So yeah. um, we're really excited for this. So we're going to be in... Da, da, da. We're going to yeah. be in San Diego. Yeah. Can't so wait. It's, it's going to be, be fun. Great. Beautiful yeah. area. Yeah. I love California. And if our listeners are there and local in San Diego, we would love yeah, to we would personally love to see meet you. you and come out. More news to come. And of course, we'll post all that relevant information on where we'll be on our website, makingchips.com. Yeah, we will and, post that. And, you know, California and Illinois, I mean, two of the biggest machining states in the country. You bet. Every state is important and every person is important in the metalworking nation. But, you know, California is a huge state. State. I mean, aerospace. I mean, they're they're doing a lot in California. Uh, I agree. It's, it's so awesome. yeah. So Jim and I are going to be out there. So it's going to be fun. Week I mean, of July twentieth, yeah. San Diego. Absolutely, sounds cool. So what are we talking about, Jason? The fundamentals of machining. Yes. And why can I be an expert on this? Well, because you're an old guy. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm the one with a little bit more wisdom and a little bit more <laughs> miles on me. And that's I'm sorry. okay. That was mean. No, it's not. It, it's the truth. Anyway, you don't so, look old though. Yeah, thanks. If I have thanks, to tell you that. Thanks. You don't look your age. Yeah. Well, look at my LinkedIn profile. There you go. I don't <laughs> think it has my age on there, but uh, 
We're not talking about it. Anyway, yeah, so what I would like to share with listeners today is all about SFPM, which we all know is called is surface feet per minute. I think it's a fundamental skill set that you need to know about before you start machining and during your machining career and um, and things like that. Are you saying SFPM like every day in your shop with your foreman and with, it's what with it's your all about, Jason. So here is the start of it. So you get a job. Let's say, for instance, that I'm the machinist in the shop. Your plant manager hands you some 6061 aluminum. And before that guy starts to program or set everything up, they have to know what the surface feet per minute that's rated for that material is. It is typically old school days rated in a high speed cutting tool condition. For instance, the surface feet per minute for a high speed tool, for a generic high speed tool in aluminum is about 300 surface feet per minute. That's if you're using any kind of high speed tool. It could be a high speed drill. It could be a high speed end mill. Well, I could tell you that nobody really, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody, but high speed tools are not really used very often. I agree. So we have evolved as an industry over the years, and now we're mostly using carbide. We're using carbide indexable inserts. We're using carbide drills, who I buy from Jason. Thanks, Jim. Um, and there's all different kinds of high technology end mill and drills that we use in carbide for these particular applications. But at the end of the day, there is always a surface feet per minute, an SFPM, that is related to that type of tool and the material that we're going to cut. For instance, aluminum or 300 series stainless steel is going to be completely different cutting conditions. 300 series stainless has a lot of chrome in it. It work hardens if you don't have the correct surface feet per minute. It's invaluable information to know. A lot of your cutting tool manufacturers have on their websites or any of their books that they give you all the different metals listed, the type of tool that you're using, and it's kind of like a spreadsheet formula that'll tell you exactly what material you're using, exactly what tool of theirs that you're using, and what the recommended surface speed per minute is to use in that combination. They actually, many times, I would say almost all of them, print it on the packaging too. So it's printed right on the box of inserts and it's color-coded. Iskar, for instance, on any of their carbide indexable, like their sumo cam drills, the indexable head drilling, when you lift that insert out of that package, there's a little folded piece of paper that'll show you what material are you using, and what is right for this application. I mean, they all pretty much do it. It's invaluable information. If you do not have the correct surface feet per minute that you're using when you're cutting that metal, you're going to either destroy your metal, go extremely slow, or destroy the tool. So I have a question. Do you actually reference the calculations that are in those cutting tool catalogs or on the package of inserts? I try to promote that within my shop that the importance of it is there. Because at the end of the day, when I come up to a machine and I come up to my employee and they're cutting something and I know damn well that that should be running five times faster, it absolutely drives me nuts because they're wasting time. How do you know that it should be five times faster? 
Well, first of all, nothing's going one inch a minute nowadays. There's no reason with all this high technology tooling that we have on the market that's available to us and carbite and, and all the coatings. The coatings are another very important aspect of cutting conditions. Nowadays, there's no reason why you should be going one or two or three inches a minute on a drill or God forbid, even if you're using an end mill, even in the toughest materials, you're not going to be going that slow. Absolutely. So once you have determined the exact type of material that you're going to be cutting, there is a surface feet per minute that is related to that material that you're going to cut. For instance, this material that you're going to cut is rated at 300 surface feet per minute, and you're going to be utilizing a half-inch drill. You take the surface feet per minute, you multiply it by 3.82, and you take that number and you divide by the diameter of the cutting tool. That will give you your RPM. Got it. Okay. Do you find that the recommendations are typically on the more conservative side? There's a variable. I mean, there's quite a spread. So what we normally do is if they say, if they recommend going between 300 and 700 SFPM, we go right in the middle. We start off in the middle. Okay. And then, and then you dial it up. up or down based on that. We tend to go a little bit more conservative because let's face it, the cutting tool companies want to promote their tools. They want to look like they're really killing it, but we don't want to kill the tool and buy new tools all day long. You know, that's what they want us to do. They want us to buy new tools. Yeah. They're going to find a like kind of somewhere between aggressive and conservative measure sure, for that. Absolutely. We tend to go a little bit on the conservative side. When you're dialing it up, how do you know once you've gotten to that correct point? Again, that's where your veteran machinists will know because it's all about listening to the tool and how it sounds. About the harmonics. How, how does it cutting? How is the chip evacuation? Is it getting out? Are you taking too much on a radial, like on an end mill? Let's say a half inch diameter end mill. Nowadays, the high technology chatter free end mills, you want to go at a high RPM and a high feed rate with a minimal radial depth of cut. So if you're cutting on the side of the end mill and you have a half-inch end mill, they typically only recommend 10% of the cutter diameter in depth. So if it's a half-inch diameter end mill, you're only going to go 50 thousandths deep. But all the parameters that they're recommending to run that end mill are pretty significant and pretty relevant. So that's where you really start finding the benefit. That's what I mean. Nowadays, with all this high-technology tooling, you can't be going at two inches a minute anymore. It's ridiculous. Right. So as the owner and leader and manager of your company, do you walk around the shop and do some kind of investigation as to what type of surface feed permit that they're running at, ask questions, make sure that they're dialing it up properly. How do you, how do you manage that? Well, I do. I, I don't go out there as often as I used to, although I, I would enjoy doing it more often. But yeah, what I'll do is I'll just walk up to uh, one of my employees and say, what's the surface feed permitted on that? Why are you running it at that feed? Show me the calculation you made. It keeps it real. It calls them out. And it makes them accountable for what they're programming on the shop floor. Okay, I like that. I mean, that almost should be like a like a metric that you post. I mean, don't you think? That's not a bad I mean, idea. May, maybe that's a way that you a discussion in your production meetings. You know, we talk about you know what surface feet per minute we're running these jobs at. And, it's you know. really very important because again, if you're running too fast, you're going to wear out the tool. If you're running too slow, you're going to break the tool. So that's why you have to. The, it has to be matched up 
the material has to be matched with the correct surface feet per minute to optimize the cutting conditions of what you're doing. And all of these things, all of these factors come back to how you're quoting jobs, how you're making money on jobs, how long it takes you to get jobs done as well, I right. assume. I want to see chips flying. I want to really be making chips. Right. And and nowadays, like I'm telling and you- And the more chips you're making per minute, the more money you're making. Absolutely, 100%. So then the second thing is once they get that RPM, they have to determine a feed rate. So again, so like on a half-inch drill, once you determine the RPM based on the surface feed per minute- times 3.82 divided by the diameter of the cutting tool will yield your RPM. Then if you're doing a drill, if you're using a drill, there's a recommended chip per tooth on that drill. So let's just say a half-inch diameter solid carbide drill. We're going to run an aluminum or maybe a 1018 coal roll steel or a low-carbon hot roll alloy. Typically, the chip per rev revolution is between five and ten thousands chip per rev. So you take that RPM and multiply it by 0.01 to give you the feed rate. That's how you do a drill. Now, if it was an end mill, you would take that RPM, multiply it by the number of flutes on that end mill, and then the chip per flute. So it would be RPM times five or five flutes times how much chip per flute you want to take. So if the end mill is rated at 3,000 chip per tooth, it's RPM times number of flutes times chip per flute. And when you think about it and you can visualize this, when that end mill is rotating around and it's cutting that metal, it's actually taking a 3,000 thickness of the chip off at the same time. If it's rated at 20,000 chip per tooth, when that chip comes off of that machine and you take a veneer or micrometer to it, guess what? It's 20,000 thick. That's exactly how it is. It's all about that stock removal and optimizing the cutting conditions. So is it a little big is a little over what you're having. following me is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. I, I don't want to lose our listeners either, but this is a fundamental basics of machining. Optimizing your surface feed per minute, optimizing your chip per flute. Again, a drill only has one, one right. flute on a drill. So we've got another acronym, IPR. IPR, inches per rev, right. inches per revolution. Right. So how fast do you want to drill into that hole per revolution. So every time that drill spins one time, that's an IPR. It's an inch per revolution. Right. Is that a question that you ask your machinist as you're as you're walking around the I, shop? I want to know what the chip load is. Okay. I want to know what the chip load is. And if they're telling me that it's really low, and again, I come over to that machine and I see them with a feed rate, I look at the control and I say, oh my God, really? You're drilling that at two inches a minute? Can't we do any better than that? And, you know, sometimes they have a legitimate excuse, you know, because again, then it goes back to how solid is the setup? Is the depth that they're cutting disproportionate to what the standard machining practices are? I mean, there's a lot of factors in, but I'm talking basic, you know, just basic machining where you're not cutting more than five times the diameter in depth or, or any of those things. 
Yeah, so it seems to me that you know you have two different types of positions. So you have your machinist that has this skill set, and then you have your production manager, which it seems like you're f- kind of fulfilling that role of, of a production manager and making sure that jobs are getting out as quickly as they could be. You need to kind of merge those two things together. And as you know, the production manager of your manufacturing process, question these things and say, are you running at the optimal surface fee per minute? What is the IPR that you are machining this job at? I mean, those seem like very relevant questions that the machinist at a job shop should be asked about on a regular basis. It's the fundamental basics. If they don't know how to do that, then they don't belong in my shop. Right. But as the owner or the production manager, those should be things that should be questioned all the time. Absolutely. And it's not that you're necessarily... You know what, too? I think that the machine, the cutting tool manufacturer should promote it more, quite frankly, because if they're giving us, the users relevant information on how to optimize the cutting conditions of their tools, it's only going to promote the future sale of that particular brand of tools. Right. I think that the reason that they need to be a little bit more general in their recommendations is just because there's so many other factors that are involved. This is a management responsibility that you as the owner or you as the production manager need to be just asking questions. And it's not that you're second guessing your machinist. It's just that you want to discuss why they're running it at a particular surface fee per minute and have a talk about it and and figure out where you can optimize, you know, that process. Right. And then of course, you know, the lead angles on the drills and then the next big thing is is it a coolant through drill? Yeah, so all those things come into play when you want to optimize. Right. It's all ramping up the execution and the productivity of the of the machine tool. Absolutely. So, do we have any thoughts as far as, you know, that I want to leave cool. our listeners Yeah, like, with. yeah. What are your thoughts as far as leaving with our listeners? Okay. If I was a green machinist in a shop, if I was a newcomer to the industry and I was trying to learn a fundamental skill set and my foreman handed me a job that we were going to talk about how I was going to machine it, the very first question I would have when I looked at the print, I looked at the lower right-hand corner in the title block, and I saw that it was this kind of material. I would ask my manager, what is the rated surface fee per minute for this particular metal? That sets up the entire job and how you're going to utilize and how you're going to program that job to optimize the cutting conditions throughout from start to end. Okay. So what if you were somebody that was relatively green to the manufacturing process, but you were responsible for making sure that jobs got out the door and you just wanted to have a dialogue with your machinists in order to make sure that jobs are being done in a timely manner. What questions would you be asking those people? I would ask them if they know how to take the surface feet per minute and figure the RPM based off the surface feet per minute. Like we just went through that exercise, you take the surface feet per minute times 3.82 divided by the cutter diameter. I would make sure that those entry-level machinists know how to run through that exercise, and I would quiz them accordingly in the future. Great. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, we need you to do two things. We need you to sign up for our email list. We need you to go to makingchips.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, just enter your email address and click on the button. I don't know what it says, but it says something like, you know, sign up for email list. And what are they going to get? They're going to get our podcast post as soon as it's released. So you will get a link. One click takes you to our website. Another click 
plays the podcast on your computer or on your cell phone. Right. So it's that easy and you'll get the podcast as soon as re- it's released. Now, the one thing that I will tell you is that I promise, I promise, I promise, we are not going to give your email out to anybody else. So nobody else will get your email address. Thank and you, if you Jason. ever want to unsubscribe at any time, it's real easy. Great. If you have any questions, if you want to discuss Surface Feed per minute, if you want to call Jim and I out for yeah, something that we said. Yeah, maybe I'm saying the wrong thing. I mean, yeah, ma- I don't, please I don't enlighten me. I mean, exactly, exactly. You know, or you want to add something, you know? Honestly, yeah. Jason and I are only here to share our peer-to-peer experiences with what we know and what our legacy has been in this industry. And we don't know everything. We're just sharing our experiences with you, our listeners. And by all means, if there's something that we're saying that doesn't just set right with you, we want you to call us out on it. Call us at 312-725-0245. And leave a message. Yeah, leave a message. Leave a comment on makingchips.com. Go to our social platforms. Engage with us there. We'd be happy, happy, happy to have that. And what do we say here at Making Chips, Jim? If you're not making chips, man, and we just talked about it, you're not making money. Bam. Yeah, bam. Look forward to seeing everybody in San Diego. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. Okay, what, what's 3.82? 3.82 is a, is a common denominator. No, well, I mean, you, but like, what is that? I don't know. I think it's, is it pi? No, pi is 3.141. Okay, we, we might need to do some editing here. That's fine. What is 3.82? You want to pause it? Well, no, we don't need to pause, but here. <laughs> pause here. What, what is 3.82? I don't know.